It's NFL Week 15. Thanks for listening to Titans Talk. This week we discuss Thursday's Jags game, break down the AFC wildcard race, and of course preview the Titans' upcoming matchup with the Giants. Find and subscribe to the show by searching Titans Talk on iTunes. I'm joined by Landon and John. We had a blast at Titans-Jags game on Thursday. Rode scooters down to the game, tailgated a few hours, had an absolute blast. Before we went in, I said, guys, I want this because we're playing the Jags to be the kind of game where you walk in there and we beat them and we keep beating them and they never come back and we just enjoy all three and a half hours of it. And fellas, that is exactly what happened. You're darn right. You know, when our offense is clicking, there are a few things that can get in our way. Um, I think, obviously, you know, let's address the elephant in the room uh, or on the field, which is Derrick Henry. Um, Clearly, he's just got the Jags number. You know, he's our our bread and butter when we play them. He runs like an animal, and I, I loved it. It's been great. It's been over two full seasons since we've lost to the Jags, so it's always a great feeling to beat them. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, guys, tell me, tell me, you you didn't have the hair sticking up on the back of your neck when everybody started chanting Henry? That whole that whole stadium was electric. Landon enjoyed it so much that when they <clears throat> threw uh, to um, Corey Davis, he he screamed no. He wanted Henry <laughs> to have another shot. Uh, Landon is the biggest Corey Davis fan in Nashville and uh, it was a good play call we all wanted to see him score that fifth touchdown I think he was going to get it too if they if it had been straight up the go oh without a doubt like the play I mean, action was called instead of the play action yeah we had a couple plays you know inside the five that's that's Henry all the way I mean you know but you got to talk to the class of Henry, you know, because apparently, obviously, we couldn't see it from the game where we were sitting, but, you know, he wanted Deion Lewis to take those carries, yeah. and he wanted everybody to, to, to he subs himself share. Out. Yeah, he Absolutely. wanted everybody to share in that success. And, we all thought Brave will pull them, but it was actually oh yeah. the opposite. Completely right. selfless. We've I'm talked a lot about Derrick Henry this season, but uh, no one can question the kid's character and his efforts. So I thought it was it was obviously great on a lot of levels to see what he did Thursday. Oh, yeah. What else from that game? We're going to move on pretty quick. But what else from that game jumps out at you, fellas? Obviously, a lot of our offensive players didn't do a lot. Mariota Davis, because they didn't have to. What else stands out uh, to you about that game? I think our line looked a lot better than it has been in the past. Like, the Jags had just dominated the Colts' offense. They had won 6-0. And then they suddenly just can't stop Derrick Henry at all. And part of it was Henry just decided to return to high school Derrick Henry. <laughs> but the offensive line looked a lot better than it had been. So Henry was able to dance a lot more than he usually did. And he wasn't just tackled for loss. He was actually turning them into gains. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, obviously that's a huge point. I think... Um... You know, obviously, we'll, we lost Jack Conklin for a bit. Um, but as we've talked about last season and before, and Dennis Kelly, he is just quality depth. And he comes in, and they don't really miss a beat. It, you know, in fact, I think in some ways they're, they're playing a little better with Kelly in there rather than Conklin. Um, but one thing I think that was really evident on Thursday is our defense, they showed up when we needed them to. 
we needed stops. They were there. There. I mean, how many times were they down inside, uh, in, in the red zone where we stopped them? Like, I'm even on fourth and one, fourth and goal from the one, stuffed them, and you know, that's we an interesting get, point. Yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And you know, the thing that I'm most encouraged by is that a lot of those. Um, great defensive series were led by both Rashawn Evans and by Harold Landry. So I'm super encouraged. I mean, that's a huge thing to get those right. young players out Absolutely. there playing like we need them to. Oh, yeah. For me, the two most important plays of the game came back to back. When we held them on fourth down, that I just thought they were going to score. At that point, that would have what? They, they would have went ahead or <laughs> tied th- us in that game. The very next play... Henry runs for 99 yards. You thought uh, so much that they were going to score that you decided to go get a hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I did. I thought they were going to score. I didn't want to see it. I want to get a hot chocolate. Uh, Unreal. Better been the best hot chocolate ever. Well, it was pretty good. But <laughs> I was really impressed with them, and that shows a lot of character. Um, other than that, it was the Derrick Henry show. I'll tell you this. If something weird happened with the internet tomorrow, and they said, guys, the internet's falling apart, you only get 15 seconds on a flash drive of anything that you want, I I might pick the replay of Derrick Henry running that 99-yard touchdown. Just the way he pushed guys around, it's just my, it's like my favorite 15 seconds on the internet. It was pretty fantastic. Guys, let's talk injuries. Um, You guys are talking about Conklin. what what's the latest y'all heard on our on our injury report? Uh, Conklin's out, likely three weeks. Landon, is that what you've heard? The latest. At least you've heard? He, he went back to injured reserves, and he started the year on injured re- reserve. So it's definitely not a good thing. Johnny Smith is out for the year, but I think I've thought that Stalker, Pruitt, and Ferkser have all done a good job of just kind of rotating in and. Right. Helping out whenever they whenever they were needed to so far. Right. And they're going to need to step up, obviously. Johnny Smith's out. Uh, and Big Fella, you're going to have to step up. You're going to have to get your voice ready to say, every time Ferkser catches the pass, my boy's wicked smart. You're going to have to, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to get the, the, the pipes ready for that. Oh, uh, you got to stop with that, that horrible Boston accent. God. My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> In all seriousness, is going to be that guy from a receiving standpoint that's going to have to stand out the rest of the season. I personally think he's up for it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think he's played well for us in some really big big moments, and I think that's kind of what you need out of your tight end. And, you know, Marcus obviously trusts him in these big moments, so I think that's huge, especially when it's looking like, you know, when we're going to have some tough games on the road if we make the playoffs for sure. Um, So I I, I really think, uh, you know, it's encouraging. Absolutely. We're going to talk about playoff picture. Uh, this is this is what I've spent most of the week thinking about as a Titans fan. Uh, I think if we went out, I think we will make the playoffs. I think a lot of people can look and say, "Oh, we're what? Were there three teams in front of us for the sixth spot?" Uh, I think we can win out. I think our toughest test is Sunday, possibly. We're two and a half points, two and a half point favorites. We'll we'll get to that later, of course. For me, guys, let's take a look at each team and their remaining schedule. But are you guys bullish about our chances at 10 and 6? For me, and I know I texted you guys this earlier in the week, if we lose a game, I'm going to start thinking draft. Because although we would have a 
mathematical possibility to make the playoffs at 9-7. The tiebreakers, we've lost to Miami. We've lost to Baltimore. I don't see it. Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, I think we've got to run the table to feel even remotely confident about a playoff push this year. Right. Win or go home. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, there's with the amount of competition in the field, there's no way – we're going to make it into the postseason if we lose one of these next three games. Not it, it just mathematically takes us out of it. Right. So for me, obviously the Chiefs and the Patriots and the Chargers and obviously one of the AFC North teams, either Baltimore or, or Pittsburgh, they're in. Who am I missing as the fifth team? Houston. And Houston, I think... It's strange. It, they could lose out, but let's say for the for the practice of this, those five teams are in. That leaves one last spot for the Dolphins, either the Ravens or the Steelers, um, and us or the Colts. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, Ravens, Colts. That's our competition for that six that sixth playoff spot. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if we went out, that Colts, the Colts team takes care of themselves because right. we would have it over them. We'd set up a matchup um, mm-hmm. in the final game of the season, which would be wonderful. Let's start with Miami. Obviously, we played Miami in week one in maybe the weirdest, one of the weirdest games in NFL history. Uh, they obviously pulled off a miracle Sunday I really enjoyed seeing until, you know, you think about, oh, that doesn't help us. Does that are they going to catapult from that play and make a run here, or is that a really struggling team just kind of looking out? What do you think, Landon? I think it's a bit of both because looking at their schedule, it's not exactly the worst thing in the world. They're they're at Vikings, right? Home against the Jags and at Bills, and we just mm-hmm. need them to lose one. And the Vikings just fired their offensive coordinator, so maybe they're inspired and. They come out. They go out and beat Miami, but they, Landon, there's I'm a realistic shot that. of ten and six. So I'm glad you I'm mentioned that, Land. I think I think the Dolphins are a little bit overrated at this point. Uh, I mean, I think they can go to my they can go to Minnesota, and I think they're going to face a really aggravated Vikings team who, for the most part, all season is kind of underachieved, right? They're they're yeah. a disappointment, oh, yeah, unequivocally. Yeah. I think after the year they had last year, yes. And I think they want to prove that a lot of it was John DeFilippo, and that they can yeah. score the points that you know Kirk Cousins was expected to score, especially with a healthy yeah. da- Dalvin Cook back. Right. I mean, when you start thinking about the players on that offense with you know Kyle Rudolph and Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. I mean, and then you add Dalvin Cook to the mix. It's just like they should be scoring forty-five points again. They should, they should, they should be the Chiefs. Well, we're going to need them to be on Sunday because on paper, Miami has the easiest path to me to ten and six. So the Vikings, uh, and they, of course, Miami has to travel all the way up to Minneapolis. Uh, that's a Titans fan's best bet. Obviously, anything can happen. The Jags have beaten good teams and looked terrible. Obviously, the Bills beat us. But Vikings, Jags, Bills does not scare me if I'm a Dolphins fan. We we got to hope for I think our best bet. I, anything can happen, but I think uh, I'm going to be really relieved that the Vikings beat Miami uh, on Sunday. Um, the next one is the Ravens. So obviously another team that that uh, beat us 
uh, in the season. They catch Bucks at the Chargers and then the Browns. I think a tough schedule for them. Uh, we could see Pittsburgh here, but it's kind of all in the same. Pittsburgh is one of those teams that looks bad, and they looked bad on Sunday, but then they make their run and do all this. So I think for um, for argument's sake, what do you guys think of that of that final three for Baltimore Bucks at the Chargers and uh, ending the season week seventeen uh, against the Browns? Of the and initially I didn't think that was as hard as the Ravens' schedule, but. Looking at now, I think that's probably the toughest, just because I don't think there's a single bad team on that on that stretch for them to face. Like even the Giants are at least respectable, so isn't they're no shoe in for sure. Yeah, I think I'd agree. I mean, it's I, I don't want to be in their position. I think they've got a a, a tough schedule um, ahead of them. Because, like you said, the Cowboys are playing great football, and then they go on the road. They're still on the road at the Giants. Um, so I mean, or no, they're home at the home for the Giants. Sorry. Um, so I mean, to benefit them, they get both of those opponents at home, and then you know they're they're going to come out of those two games pretty battered and beaten, um, and then they have to come here, and it's going to be cold. It's going to be loud. It better be loud. You hear me? Um, <laughs> It, it, it better be loud, and, and you know we are not. We're gonna be. I, I hope we're in contention, and we're never gonna lay over for anybody. So especially for an Andrew Luck Colts team. So I think they do have a very difficult road ahead of them. They're gonna looking have to ahead, it. yeah, looking ahead. If if we're both nine and six, week seventeen, and uh, Miami and 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 Baltimore lose a game in the next two weeks, even even at that game being played in Nashville. We're not going to be favored in that game, are we? No. Because of Luck's dominance over us, uh, and that'll be really—it'll be a really interesting narrative if that does happen. I—I I think we could be favorites if we like literally, you know, play lights out football uh, against the Giants and the Redskins. I mean, like beat them by thirty. I think if yeah. we just show some some sign of life that we haven't had, that's the only way we'd be favored. But you're right. I mean, you know, Andrew Luck is a billion and oh against us and it's right. just like he's got our number one way or another. Uh yeah, we beat we swept them last year, but he didn't play. So I, right. I, I think not it's relevant just, to right. they're a different team with them. Uh, oh, yeah. the Giants are gonna have a lot to say in the AFC playoff picture. They play the Colts and us. Obviously we go to uh New Jersey Sunday, play them, noon kickoff, Central. Uh, I think a lot of Titans fans are interested to see this game because the NFL's captivation with Saquon Barkley and how he's played. But New York has their own things to play for. They are not mathematically eliminated uh, from uh, the NFC playoffs or from winning uh, the um, the NFC East. So what what are their chances, Landon, of, of making a run here? I bet in that locker room they 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 have a lot to play for. Easily, I mean, they started off pretty slow then. They suddenly fought and clawed their way all the way back into at least contention. Which for this team, that was that would have been the worst team last year if it weren't for the dysfunction of Cleveland. That's a pretty big step in one year. And all of it's traced back to how good Saquon Barkley is, I mean. He's just changed the entire dynamic of the team. He's, Absolutely. He's unreal. Yeah, they've won four of five games. And that's that's something. Uh, and even I, that fifth I've been game impressed was by a, yeah. That fifth game was by a field goal. So I mean, absolutely. So they're playing their best football. Eli Manning in his last five games, ten touchdowns, two interceptions. He's playing his best 
football, which maybe isn't saying much from a, a tough start. He's playing well right now. They're two and a half point favorites. If you guys were in Vegas, would, would y'all are should they be favorites, big fella? You know, I, as much of a Titans fan I am, um, you know, I, I would almost favor I would favor a lot of teams on the road against us because we have the innate ability to play down to all of our opponents. Right. So I think you know, I guarantee everybody expects us to go into to play, play the Giants in Jersey and it's going to be a cold game and they expect us to lose and expect Marcus to throw a pick and you know that the Derrick Henry running was a fluke you know what and I just hope we prove them all wrong I hope we run that ball down their throats I hope Marcus uses his pinpoint accuracy that we've seen at times um, and I, I just hope that we're really a, we're able to change that narrative their run defense is bottom five since they traded Demon Harrison. So, yes, Zach Harrison really—they've uh, really missed him. So that could be an opportunity for Henry and and for this team. Yeah, Landon. Obviously, we're excited to see Saquon Barkley. How, how do you think this defense, uh, this run defense for the Titans, will will do against such a formidable player? Well, I think part of the factor is is depending on if. Odell Beckham is playing because he was out last week. Right. And I haven't seen anything definitive about this week. But if he's in the game, then our whole defensive dynamic changes. But the thing is, Zion Brown and Rashawn Evans are fairly fast linebackers, even though Barkley is just on another world speed-wise. Right. I There's think been nothing I th- definitive. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think their line has played a lot better, but I'm still not convinced that it's a good line more so than a line that's just clicking at the right time. Right. And obviously, Eli's been good, but he's no Patrick Mahomes as a threat, so it's a lot easier to key on key in on Barkley with all these other factors than if he were right. on a well-rounded, solid team. That's true. There's been nothing definitive as far as I know about Beckham, but uh, after practice, I think yesterday, he gave uh, someone asked him how, how how are you feeling? He gave one thumbs up. He said, hopefully I'll be two thumbs up. They're being cryptic, but I, I expect him to play. Especially with yeah. what they need to uh, to stay in to stay in the playoff race. I, I expect to see him. Big fellow, do you? I do. You know, I'm looking at the injury report right here, and today he was limited in practice. Usually when guys of his caliber are limited, you know, they're gamers. They're going to show up. They're right. going to play. Exactly. Um, so I think unless he experiences some sort of flare-up, uh, I think we're going to see him. Um, you know, we not we may not see him streaking down the field on a lot of routes, but he's going to have an impact on the on our defensive game plan. He's going to play. I, I just I have a pretty good feeling that it's going to happen. Yeah, I think well said. I'm excited for this game. I'm excited to see a young, talented player uh, like this. I'm excited to see how we do on the road. Or are we? We're two in five on the road this year. Yeah, that's right. Two and five. Uh, fellas, that's got to improve if we're going to make any sort of run. So this is our chance to uh, go out and win a tough game in a pretty tough environment for a team that has something to play for. I wish this game was here because I think we'd be more likely to win it. I also wish it was here so we could see all the jerseys that the other team, uh, that the Giants would, would be wearing. If we were walking the pedestrian bridge, this weekend, and we were playing the Giants. Uh, first of all, what jersey do you, would you think we would see most of? What 
what is the the entrenched longtime Giants fan? What what do you think they wear? Well, I've got a couple thoughts on this one. I think we probably see the majority of people wearing uh, Odell Beckham Jr. jerseys and Saquon Barkley jerseys, but you know, one <laughs> oh, I am sure of it. But one of my favorites of all time, you know, probably. I don't know if it's second to Javon Kirst, but Lawrence Taylor, I mean, that dude changed the game as we know it. And, I mean, you know, hearing some of the stories about him are both, like, shocking and amazing. Not even just uh, about his play on the field, but his preparation or, you know, you know, I, I guess lack thereof in some instances. Like, I, I was he- hearing on the radio <clears throat> where they were talking about Bill Belichick and how he was drawing up plays and asking why he couldn't do it. And Lawrence Taylor coming in from like an hour and a half of sleep after partying all night. He came in he, and, you know, he was called out during the meeting for not paying attention. So he walked up to the board, took the marker from Bill Belichick, from, uh, Belichick and he just drew up exactly the defensive scheme that he, you know, was needed and flawlessly. And Belichick was just left kind of speechless. <laughs> so... I mean, that's one of the reasons why Belichick, whenever he talks about Lawrence Taylor or he talks to him about another player, he will never, ever compare them to Lawrence Taylor because that guy was just, he was one of a kind. That anecdote is actually, I read that uh, last month when I read the Belichick biography that Ian O'Connor wrote, and he talks about how Lawrence Taylor, it took a while for Belichick to earn credibility with him because he wasn't a former player, but Belichick put Lawrence Taylor on a different plane. He is that kind of talent. And so anytime you have a, a transcendent talent, you I, I think you would see people wearing his jersey. I, I'd say besides their two young stars that are currently playing, I think we'd see mostly Lawrence Taylor jerseys, Phil Simms jerseys, maybe somebody's really old school. I think Frank Gifford, that'd be cool. Y.E. Tittle. I mean, they have a great history. Um, they have a lot of cool, uh, cool options there. But for me... Uh, Lawrence Taylor, Phil Sims. What about you, Landon? Well, obviously I'm a bit younger than you two, so I didn't quite experience guys like Lawrence Taylor and Michael Strahan. So for me, it'd probably be Eli Manning, just because he kind of seems like the people's quarterback. He's this goofy dope who happened to have two all-time great runs to beat maybe the most hated dynasty of the 20... Well, the most hated dynasty of the 21st century. And he's just kind of, and he's not like this handsome superstar. He's just kind of this goofy, lovable little dope that just happens to be amazing at football. I think I, you have that perception because of your age, and I think um, lovable and all that. But I think if you're, I think if you're a little older and you you've kind of seen that body of work, he does seem a little more aloof than your average Manning. Uh, brother or superstar, but I wouldn't quite go that far. But I could see that perception, uh, you know, that, that you would have as a teenager. What do you What do you think, yeah. Lan? <laughs> well, I want to just apologize to Eli out there if you're listening, bud. Sorry, bro. You yeah, know? we don't think you're dopey, but <laughs> yeah, you're you're not a big dope. I get dope. why he would think that, just the body language and all that stuff. But yeah, I, you mean, know, I watched him play at Ole Miss. I thought he was terrific, and uh, he showed a lot of guts there. Atlanta doesn't have that context, and I wouldn't expect. Yeah, him no, to. of course. But I mean, you look at Eli Manning. I mean, how many, how many consecutive starts does he have? If he didn't get benched last year, he would yeah. have, you know, broken the record for consecutive exactly. starts. I mean, he's he's incredibly resilient, and in all the things he's been put through. Right. And I mean, look at all of his 
you know, the teams he's had, like when he's never had a running back like Saquon Barkley <laughs> ever. I mean, oh, he's no had way. some great <laughs> ones. He's had, but you know, nothing super consistent in receivers. I mean, you know, before Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I mean, a bunch of no namers. Uh, well, I yeah. mean, not not no namers, but you know, players that had to be I elevated. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I mean, Victor yeah, Cruz I, I, for a year or two. Yeah, Victor Cruz is probably his most reliable receiver that he had. But you know, just like you just pointed out, it wasn't for a whole long period of time. I mean, Amani you know, Toomer also would yeah. be an awesome jersey. It would yeah. be a great jersey. I, I would, if I were a Giant fan, I'd be proud to wear an Amani Toomer, an Amani Toomer jersey. I think it'd be great. Um, but I, you know, I mean, he's just literally that. He, he's the franchise. He's the face of the franchise, or has been for a very long time since he's been in the league. Uh, you know, and now it's just kind of changing to a mixture of uh, of Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon right. Barkley into one person. Uh, but I mean, this guy, he's battle tested, and right. you know that if you get in the postseason with Eli Manning, you got a you got a chance. <clears throat> he is a frustrating player. But all those things are true. They're both true. That's the interesting thing about Manning and those championship runs and then some good play and some mediocre play. But he still, it seems like when he has, when the line plays for him, he's he's a, a league average quarterback. And I wonder if he can be league average or a tad bit better moving forward that they can't make a run, a playoff run this year. That's going to be really interesting to see the last three games of the season and, of course, what they do in the offseason. One guy we did not mention uh, that would make a great um, a great jersey. If I, I I don't know if I would have his jersey, but Michael Strahan was a terrific player for them and a great personality. And so I think he's the only big time player uh, that we've omitted. Oh yeah, I, I think Landon mentioned him really quick um, because he was on our, our, our notes. But I, I think I you know honestly outside of Lawrence Taylor, that's probably the jersey that I would wear. Um, yeah. Because as a player, I really respected him. He was he was tough, and you know, I mean, he's he, he he's a fantastic player, oh, Hall absolutely. of Famer. Um, you know, oh, he had a quite, bajillion yeah. sacks. I mean, oh, he was terrific. Yeah, and you know, it's it's hard to not really yeah. like him. I mean, he's a great personality. You know, he's on TV all the time anymore. Um, so a lot of people are starting to view him as a TV personality rather than a football player. Um, so I think yeah. that just speaks volumes to his character and his <clears throat> talent uh, off the field mm-hmm. uh, because he was one heck of a player. Yeah, guys, going going the non Titans route here, kind of or indirectly. Uh, this Bears Rams game um, this weekend. Do y'all do y'all look not a lot into that or a lot into it? For me, it seems like people get so caught up in what happens year to year. I know the rule changes have been significant. I know. The Saints and the Rams and the Chiefs have been electric this year. But I want to see a playoffs. Not that one of those teams can't win a Super Bowl. They can. But I got to say, guys, I think the Bears reminded us, if you get a really good pass rush, I don't care who's back there and I don't care who's calling plays. I don't care what kind of talent you have and skill positions um, around the quarterback. If you can't protect your quarterback, you're going to lose likely, especially when it gets colder, especially in a a high-pressure game. Uh, did you guys read in the same uh, on that game for me? Because I, I think that made, if you're a Titans fan or you're a Bears fan, you think if you have a good defense that can show up, because uh, sometimes I think it's an afterthought for some fans, like, oh, one of these three big offenses, this is their year. But, fellas, did, a, a, am I reading too much into this? 
I think I don't think you're reading too much into it because I think it's a very good point and one that's forgotten a lot today. You know, especially when we have games like we did against you know with the the Chiefs and the Rams scoring a bajillion points over a hundred. Um, so I mean, it's flashy. It's a, you know, it's it's a pass happy league. But like you said, if you have a great defense and some transcendent talent like they do, um, usually that team is going to win. And I think. They were really smart about the game. I mean, I honestly, I didn't think the Rams would do that well because, you know, I, I sometimes buy into too much of the hype of certain aspects of the game. So, like, with Jared Goff, I mean, you know, the kid played uh, at, at Cal, you know, his college career, and then he goes to the to the Rams when uh, they moved to Los Angeles. So he's literally never left California. <laughs> so, I mean, you put him in Chicago in December – it's going to be tough for him one way or another. And then the other thing, too, um, the, one thing that they did that a lot of teams don't really do or don't maybe haven't realized is when they were running the ball, they were running straight at Aaron Donald. And it was working for him. You know, because a lot of times if you run away from him and allow him to shed blocks and chase you, he's going to get you. But if you run at him and you double-team him, there are going to be some holes there. And, you know, that's, that's an area of... of opportunity for a lot of teams I think going forward and you know some teams have started to figure that out the Rams don't look as incredible as we thought they they were over the past couple weeks um yeah I think they peak early they have a lot of talent but I think uh there's a lot of tape on what they're doing uh specifically this year and uh it's going to be really interesting to see because they're I don't know if this doesn't make uh the Bears a team to beat for me or anything but it does show that there's a way to beat them Easier said than done. Yeah, I don't think it was the weather. I don't think it was because that game wasn't in California. I think it was because they absolutely got after him and made him miserable. Uh, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see if someone can replicate that in January and sort of topple the front runner. Landon, what do you think? I thought that my biggest takeaway from that game was just how, the, for the first time, Todd Gurley this year was shut down, I would say. Like, he wasn't nearly as productive and as great as he usually is. That offense kind of flows through Gurley. Like, the threat of him running, the threat of him catching passes opens yeah. up everything else. And he's just kind of the engine that moves the offense along that allows Goff to have plenty of time to throw. That gives receivers more time to get open. And the, But with, their, with the Bears' dominant front seven, Gurley never got going, so the threat was never there. So it was all on Goff, and... Golf's limitations were shown. Absolutely. Really well said. Big fella, we got to wrap up here. What's your pick for Sunday's game? <sighs> I mean, obviously, I'm picking us. I'm picking us, and I'm picking us. I don't us think there's any shame in that. We're, we are objective, I think, but we're still Titans fans, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And you know what? Um... I think it's I think it's a dead even, but I I, I think and expect us to go in uh, go into New Jersey after what what we did Thursday and and win this game. That being said, what do you what do you think? What what type of game do you expect to see, to, um, Big Fella? I ex- I expect to see a gritty game where we try to keep their offense off the field. So I I, I hope I hope I hope that means a whole lot of Derrick Henry. I oh, hope yeah. that that calls for big sets with. You know, both tight ends blocking and, you know, a lot of running the ball and, you know, allowing Marcus to make smart reads and smart decisions because 
I want to force that Giants team to play the run first. Um, so then maybe that can open to open up some things in the passing game. You know, the Giants right. are without Landon Collins. Um, so right. that's a really big player for them. And then they traded away right. Eli Apple. Right. Um, so and like Landon said, they don't. They haven't had a good pa- uh, pass the de- uh, rush defense since they traded Sykes Harrison. Mm-hmm. We've had one good rushing game this whole year. Let's hope we make it too. Because if we do, this is a team that, like you just mentioned, Landon Collins is their best defensive player. We can make them su- susceptible. We could win this game just like we won the game last Thursday. It's all there. We're just going to have to do it. So what's your pick, uh, uh, points-wise? Um, I'm hoping for something along the lines of 24-10. Land? 28-24 Titans is my guess. All right. I'm going to say 31-28 uh, Titans. And, um, boy, I hope we're right. Been, been great to discuss the AFC playoff picture with you guys and, and discuss uh, the great game we had Thursday. Hope you guys are caught up on injuries. And, fellas, let's hope the best for Sunday. I'll see you guys next week. All right, tighten up.